All right, finish some more apples and then you get some more water, okay? Queen P, what up? What's up, little bro? What's up? Right here with little mamas watching her eat these apples and watch this Luca while we go ahead and get this room started. How you feeling today? Everything good? Everything copacetic? It's 77 degrees. It's hot as hell. I'm trying to tell you. I am trying to tell you. Pull me now. You hear me? Pull me now. <laughs> Definitely. That's a fact, but everybody, we appreciate y'all for coming in. We just going to go ahead and make sure y'all tweet this out. We tweet it out ourselves. Going to wait for a little bit more people to get in, and then we're going to get this party started. Waiting on my co-host. He's coming. Yeah, you know how he do. He he fashionably late. He'll be here by like five after. You know how he do. No, I was talking to him. He'll be here. I just sent him the link. That's a fact. He'd be pulling up his style like, yo, I'm here. Start playing with him. I'm here. Let's get this conversation started. I see him. Yeah, I see Brody pulled up. What up, big bro? <laughs> I, that's a I fact. didn't say fast completely. He, he be pulling up in style. He do the whole spin, pull out the Michael Jackson bop, do the Temptations, do the whoo, yeah, the slide out and all that. You feel me? I be knowing. Ain't nobody here to hear you play, Melvin. I'm David Ruffin all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but look, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's early, but you know how that go. Whether well, it's two people, four people, or just us, we're going to keep the conversation going. So, the king um, is here. Trippy, Trippy, give it like uh, two minutes. Um, Cap space is just ending. No, 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 no. You good, you good. I'm going to slide it to y'all. So, y'all go ahead and control it. And I'm going to make sure this little girl over here don't spill this juice. <laughs> oh, All right, God. well. The boss is summoning. What's up, big bro? What's happening? What's happening, partner? What's going on, big sis? How you doing? A beautiful, Saturday. a beautiful Saturday out here, man. I'm it's beautiful here, too. I ain't no lie. It's beautiful here, too. So I'm sitting I'm sitting on the porch enjoying this. Yeah, I'm... Oh, damn. I should have went out on the patio. No question. <laughs> no question, man. That's, that, that's what um, these days and, and these porches and, and patios are made for. Made for days <laughs> like these, man. Indeed, indeed. Wait, we gotta we gotta get this together. Trippy, you there? Yeah, I'm still around. Can you bring my co-host up? I got you. I got you. I just seen it out. You just went out. I got you. Hi, everybody. Better than what up, T? Hey, T. Hey, T. It's a beautiful day in Georgia, too. And the trees are so beautiful and I'm right in front of them. Is it like 80-something out there? No, we're in the 70s today. Yeah, I, I, we're in the 70s here. And the trees are just blowing back and forth. That's when they're talking. It's 77 degrees here. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I thought it would have been hotter down there, honestly. Oh, nah. may, may get there, man. I don't think it's supposed to be that hot this weekend. This is perfect weather right here. You give me 75 degrees with a breeze. 
It is 69 degrees in Gainesville, Georgia. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would expect Georgia to be way hotter than it is up here. That sounds crazy to me. Oh, give it time. (laughs) It's supposed to reach the 80s this weekend here. Not here. Not until next weekend. Oh, that means I'm staying inside then. Because you know what that means? Everybody about to lose their mind uptown. Y'all need to do a conversation about global warming and how serious it is right now. It is 69 degrees in Georgia. Absolutely. It's supposed to be 69 degrees in New York. Global warming. The weather's off the chain, man. It's 90 degrees. It could be 90 degrees in Alaska. Yeah, no, ice caps melting. Polar bears right. having to learn how to swim. Right. Well, I mean, they know how to swim, but they have to swim now more than walk on ice. Things are changing, man. Ignore, ignoring those things. And we have politicians politicians telling us that it's not happening and people really believe in it. Boy, we are so susceptible to, to, to other people's rhetoric. That's a fact. That's the sad case of America. No question. But you know, right now, I'm going to sit here and, and sit here and mind my business like everyone should do when Kwame Brown is saying something because shoot, <laughs> why, why, why I kept someone else's strays? Kwame talk about LeBron and, and Shannon Shop stepped up, manned up, and, and, and catching all the heat that LeBron's supposed to take. Defending LeBron harder than LeBron defended himself. He's, he's supposed to act. When Kwame talk, he's supposed to act the way LeBron did. Just ignore it. Because Wait, hold on, hold on. What you referring to? What just happened now with LeBron? Put me on game because I ain't know nothing well, about this. I, I'm going to be honest. I heard Kwame. He has some points. <laughs> no, he, was, he wasn't wrong. His, his, points, his points were valid. <laughs> and you know, and, and Shannon Sharp, being who he is, uh, LeBron's number one defender, went on uh, went on his show the next day and and pretty much degraded Kwame because of his career. And Kwame just went, whew. <laughs> it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. Nah, somebody quoted, I got to hear because, yo, I Brown, he be going it. ham. I did not hear it. He, he, he went ham on this one. If I knew how to put things up on the jumbotron, as y'all like to say, I'd put it up there. But <laughs> he was just send it to Trippy. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> he he went in. I don't know how I don't know how Shannon's going to respond, but he went. Actually, Shannon hasn't responded from what I know. But Kwame went in, called him a big tongue idiot. <laughs> <laughs> A <laughs> big tongue idiot goes what? crazy, like yo. I can't even stop laughing without without saying the term "big tongue idiot." Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> so you on that show begging? It. But skip, but skip. Let me talk. <laughs> oh, oh shoot! I used to. Thank you so- for joining us, everyone. We're gonna wait. Give two more minutes for a couple of more people to get in here, and then we're gonna start our conversation. Just so you know, you don't need no hands. Just request to speak and just join the conversation. Get in where you fit in. Mm-hmm.
Always remember, though, one mic, one stand. You feel me? So you hear somebody talking, even if they do pause, give it about a good two, three seconds before you jump in because they might be trying to understand what they want to say or just trying to catch in on where they at. You know, they might have got stuck somewhere in the point because I do that often. So make sure y'all just give somebody about two to three seconds before you jump in. Agree. Brother Rule, what are we going to talk about today? Florida? <laughs> oh, we can do it all. We 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 definitely talk about Florida. Man, they, they, they're they they bugging out down there. Yes, they banned, yes. They banned the young sister who gave the um, poem at the um, Biden inauguration. Absolutely. They absolutely did. Did y'all see what happened? Amanda the, um, did y'all see what happened when the... Uh, when the young ladies went to uh, go meet up with the president and one of the young ladies uh, collapsed in the back? Yeah, yeah, from LSU. Yeah. I forgot her name, but she was the, the girl, like, if you look at the video, she's the one with the dreads right in the middle. She collapsed, I guess, somewhere midpoint in the, in the middle of his speech or something like that. Mm -hmm. They didn't let her go, though, until she um, passed White House care. They said she had, yeah. she had White House care. And then once they determined she was all right, they they let her go. I guess if you collapse in the White House, you're not leaving until you you're all right. You're not going to your your local doctor. You're not going to the care center. What is right. a, what the hell is a a White House care like? Wait, they got a whole different branch of care than we get. They of get, course, they have, of course, they have their doctors up in there. They get, so you looking at the doctor that's looking at Biden? The doctor that's looking at Biden is looking at you. She was in good hands. Please believe she, she, it. She was. She was in good hands. I said and I like this. She must have been like, "Yo, this is one of the prime, exquisite visits at the doctor I ever had in my life." No question. <laughs> she had. She had a, a two-year checkup. A checkup worked for two years. <laughs> she, didn't, she doesn't need an annual for next year. She was. She was looked at good to go. Well. Good to go. Right. What do y'all think about what's going on in the targets? You know, June is supposed to be Pride Week, and you got all of these people that's going in now in Target, tearing down the Pride signs, stepping on them, throwing all the little clothes with Pride information or logos on it, and now Target says they're going to pull some of that stuff from the shelves. What y'all think about that? We're at war. We are at war. People declare war. We just haven't heard them declare it. But we are at war. When when people go to the extent where they're going into stores and, and tearing things down because they don't agree with it, you know, when we do it, or some of us do, it's called vandalism. You you tell other people do it. It's a political statement. They're fighting That's... against fighting against wokeness. But you know, it's it's a it's an entirely it's a that's an entirely different conversation in itself. We we can have that conversation because you know I, I just looked up a few numbers um, this morning before we came up here, mm -hmm. and I, I'll I'll tell you right now, everything is tied into one thing. It's it's all tied into one thing, but it's, it's tied in it's tied into fear. Facts. You have you have a group of people who are who are, who are scared 
Well, I say what? I'll tell you what. Why don't we get into it right now? Let's go. Let's, Let's go, brother. Let's do it. I'm listening to you. Go ahead. You right. kick it off. All right. Well, bear, bear with me. Bear with me for a second. You know, indulge okay. me for a second. As I wanted to read something. All right. The year everybody, 20- welcome. We got new people in the room. I just want to give everybody a shout out. Thanks for joining us. All you have to do is request and you could join the conversation. No hands, no need be. Just join that. Go ahead, mm-hmm. Brother Boo. If you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute this part. I'm gonna mute while I read this, and then I'll open it up for everyone. I got you. All right. The year 2030 marks a demographic turning point for the United States. Beginning that year, all baby boomers will be older than 65. This will expand the size of the older population so that one in every five Americans is projected to be retirement age. Later that decade, by 2034, we project that older adults will outnumber children for the first time in U.S. history. The 2030 year, the year 2030 marks another democratic dem, demographic first for the United States. Beginning that year, because of population aging, immigration is projected to overtake natural increase, which, which, is, which is the excess of births over deaths as the primary driver of population growth for the country. As the population ages, the number of deaths is projected to rise substantially, which will slow the country's natural growth. Trippy, mute your mic. As a result, net international migration is projected to overtake natural increase. And natural increase, once again, is the excess of births over deaths in the country. So... Later in twenty in um, the next decade, international migration is projected to overtake natural increase, even as the levels of migration are projected to remain relatively flat. These three demographic milestones are expected to make the 2030s a transformative decade for the U.S. population. Beyond 2030, the U.S. population is projected to grow slowly to age considerably and to become more racially and ethnically diverse. Despite slowing population growth, particularly after 2030, the U.S. population is still expected to grow by 79 million people by 2060, crossing the 400 million threshold in 2058. This continued growth sets the United States apart from other developed countries whose populations are expected to barely increase or actually contract in coming decades. Moving forward, race and ethnicity. The non-Hispanic white population is projected to shrink over coming decades from 199 million in 2020 to 179 million people in 2060. Read that part again. The non-Hispanic white population is projected to shrink over coming decades from 199 million in 2020 
to 179 million in 2060, even as the U.S. population continues to grow. Their decline is driven by falling birth rates and rising number of deaths over time as the non-Hispanic white population ages. In comparison, white pop, the white population, regardless of Hispanic origin, is projected to grow from 253 million to 275 million over the same period. Read that one more time and let it marinate. The white population, regardless of Hispanic origin, is going to grow while the non-Hispanic white population is decreasing. So if you think about it, who's, who's going to be the driving force in the increase of the white population over the next few years? It's going to be Hispanic white. The population of two, the population of people who are two or more races is projected to be the fastest growing racial or ethnic group over the next several decades, followed by Asians and Hispanics. The causes of their growth are different. However, for Hispanics and people who are two or more races, high growth rates are largely the results of high rates of natural increase, which again is birth rates over, over death. Given the relatively young age structure of these populations, for Asians, the driving force behind their growth is high net international migration. So, and the source of this information isn't some liberal um, publication or some biased publication. The source of this information, I'm, re I'm reading directly from the United States Department of Commerce, the U.S. Census Bureau website. That's that's the that's the that's federal government numbers in regards to how the population is turning out. So I refer to those numbers because if you take a look at the political climate today, take a look at the major issues that are abounding right now. You look at abortion. Okay, now you have a, a greater understanding of why abortion seems to be such a big concern for some people as compared to others. Who's suffering from low birth rates? Who's suffering from uh, an inevitable um, decrease in population over the next 25 or 30 years? Critical race theory, or the so-called critical race theory. Why are you so concerned about uh, black history being taught in schools? Why is it so important? Why is it important enough for you to be concerned about that? That you ban the poem of Amanda Gorham in in a school district in Florida. You know, who is what's the predominant uh, race of people that are involved in two or more more race in the new two or more race group in 1960 with Barack Obama be considered, well, he was born in 61. You know what I mean? 1970, would Barack Obama be classified as two or more races or of African origin? It used to be if you had one drop of black blood, you were considered black. 
why the, why is it why the change now? Everything, every major thing that we oh another thing. Um, the supposed uh, rush at our border, our borders are uh, totally out of control. Why are we concerned about the borders? Why are we concerned about um, the, the borders supposedly being out of control and these people coming over? Everything that every major issue that we're facing now ties into this: the fear of a changing country the fear of the uh, changing demographics of this country. And we had just um, made reference to uh, the behavior at Target and pulling down the LGBT uh, things. If you're LGBT, then you're not, then you're not going to be in a position to give birth at a higher rate. Who are you concerned about being LGBT? Are you concerned about that black person being LGBT? Or are you concerned about uh, the white, the white, your, your white niece and nephew, your white son or daughter being LGBT? And once again, your neighbor being LGBT and once again, not being in a position to um, reproduce. Which once again, further goes along in decreasing and your population. So everything that, that goes, and, and I've, I've done this for a while now, everything, all issues that, that come across, I refer back to these numbers because this, this, is, this is the gist of the issue. Why um, police killing unarmed black people? Why doesn't that seem to bother some people more than others? I go back to this as well. So, this is the issue I have. Um, if if we're going to address issues, I think is very important to be honest with ourselves in regards to the root of those issues. And for that, let's have a conversation on that today. Wow, you just gave us a whole lot to think about, bro. So earlier when we were talking about what was going on in Target and we're talking about what's going on in Florida, you made a statement and you said it all comes back to fear, right? And, and that makes sense when you look at what's going on in our country right now. We're banning books, poems, you know, there's this, uh, there's a bill that uh, Ron DeSantis signed in Florida. Stop the woke act. What does that mean? You know, and this man is running for president. So I think we have a lot of things to be concerned about. And we really need to address this conversation. I'm interested in, you know, if anybody else has any thoughts, what do you think about this tripping? He might be unavailable. He's unavailable. Truthfully speaking, no, I heard everything you said. Truthfully speaking, this is something I actually did a project on before. And it's actually ironic because with all that is going on, 
I just sit back and think like the way the world is moving, the way things are being implicated, it's kind of like they kind of already know this and they're trying to put a stop on it. You know, that's where all of these pandemics is coming from. So it's, it's a lot of things that's been transpiring in the world so far that equals up to exactly what he has read in that statement. And it's just, it's just sad, you know, it's sad that they basically without sugarcoating it, they trying to kill us off, man. And it, it is what it is, but that's what it is. They trying to kill us off, bro. Cause we, we overtaken. It's about to be a point where there, it won't be a lot of them, more of us. And you know how that go when it's more than the other. And I'll keep it short. Well, wow, that's alarming when you think about it from your uh, point of view. That's really alarming that they're intentionally trying to get rid of minorities in this country. I mean, you got to look at the look at the COVID pandemic out of all the places got hit. Italy got damn near a whole section wiped the hell out all for that pandemic. Like a lot, and a lot of people don't even talk about it. Like it was talked about for like the first couple of weeks after that. It just like just they just disregarded it, like it never happened. And that's a lot of things that people don't pay attention to. Like you got to pay attention to these things. Like you literally have a whole section in Italy that's gone, like just gone. Like it just like it just disappeared. Like shit is crazy. I forgot about that, Trippy. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's why I be saying, like, I understand <laughs> that we all be focused on what's going on over here, and you know, because we live in America, but you got to look at the world for what it is and look at the whole of it. Like, yeah, we didn't get a, a crazy run with it. We did have a run, but we didn't have as much of an effect like they had. Like, there's literally, and I have to say it again, there's a whole section gone. Like, it's gone. Like it, it shit is shit is crazy to me, bro. It's crazy to me. I was thinking about oh mm-hmm. sorry, Kevin. No, you go right ahead. I was thinking about the increase of biracial uh marriages, children, populations rising up. And I know certain sections of this country are not happy about that. Okay? Are not happy about the commercials. TV commercials now, there's hardly a commercial where there's not at least one parent who's black, okay? One child who's black looking, okay? And and my goodness, where you they running around Target? What is that? you know? I don't understand. I don't understand what that means, or what is that really? Darul, do you really think that's an act of war? In war against the LBG? TQ community? Do they know how large that community is? Do they know that Target could be no more? Okay? Do they understand that? 
think when 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 you when you're someone who lives in fear, you when when you're someone who lives in fear, you're not rational. And when you're not rational, you, you don't see these you don't see things in its proper context. Am I in the matrix? Because I can't hear him. I can't hear him either. Nah, that's rule. Rule. You in the matrix, bro? Say something. I'll come back, I'll come back up. Yeah, because you just got wild low. Wait, I think I did. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can't hear me. My phone just rang, so I'll come back. I can hear Daru, but he sound low. And then, Teresa, you got an echo. Okay, I'm going to go back now. Well, the target incidents are being referred to as acts of protest. But you're destroying property. So I have to wonder if that was Black Lives Matter or groups as such that went into Target and started tearing down displays and things of that nature. How would that be looked upon? Would it be considered you know uh protest or would it be considered criminal behavior but my thing is this my thing is this what what is the what is the whole cause like like if you if you really look at it right why are they doing this now like this is something they could have did a long time ago if they felt a kind of way what makes them want to do this now the lgbtq pride month begins on thursday so I I guess that's why the displays were up in Target. You know, that's that's the only thing I could see. But man, they really they shipped up bad with this one. Target. I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me because it's like. I'm pretty sure they've had this display up multiple times besides just this year since this whole LGBTQ thing has been out. So it's like, I, I'm not understanding why they pick now of all times to do that. Like, that's the only thing that's throwing me off with all of this. Well, part of it, I would think, is the elections are coming, you know. So we're entering election seasons. We got candidates declaring for presidency, so why not? Everybody's gonna get in where they fit in right now. You not have Ron DeSantis who tried to announce on Twitter he was running for uh, president, and uh, he's already talking about giving aggressive thought to pardoning the insurrectionists and even the ex-president. I'm so confused. You coming in and out with me? Is it me or is it? That's you, T. That's you. Hello again. But continue, Queen P. No, that's that's just my thought on the situation. Um, hi, what you think? Uh, I 
I see this as an agenda they pushing. To me, I really because to me, it's a lot of them politicians. To me, how I feel that's been doing things to these kids or that are adults now that probably want to come out with who what was been going on. So I guess to me, I feel like they want to push these laws so they can kill the uh, what do they call the uh, with a statute limitation. So the, I feel like this is about a statute limitation where people, where these young kids can't come out against these politicians and say what's been going on with a lot of these like pizza parties and things they've been doing and throwing. And I just think it's an agenda they're gonna, they're trying to push and give these give more rights to the LGBT community and you know. Uh, it's scary, and then as far as the uh, the the kids and uh, as far as um um what he said he said population as far as population going I think that that's gonna be true I, I definitely see more older people is gonna be here than the, than the youth because of the way the youth is headed now like how they're dying so fast between gang and and music and the stuff that's being pumped into the pumped into the kids right now so. Uh, that that's 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 all I gotta say. It's kind of scary. I said this last week. It's real scary. Rule, can you hear us? I, I hear you. I I hear you. Um, I'm taking care of something for a few seconds. I'll be right back. Okay. Go ahead, T. Oh, she I'm might, she I'm might be in the I'm just right now, Queen. I am so totally confused. Okay. Um. Why now? I mean, I thought it was just a little. You know, some kids running through this place and knocking shit over. You know, and now Target is going to have to close its doors and Darul is saying it's start of a war. Man, I live in Georgia. Okay, I live in Georgia. Although they're kind of quiet down here because the ex-president has been indicted down here. So folks are a little quiet. They're not really talking about stuff unless I missed it, you know. And I'm in my own little Gainesville bubble. But I'm getting nervous with what I'm hearing. You know, and I'm a baby boomer. Damn, I didn't know that. Sobering, right? <laughs> and it's crazy that, like, if people don't notice, like, so much separation is going on in this country. Like, they're trying to separate, look, they're separating men and women. 
separating kids and kids and adults. They're, they're separating race. They're separating genders. It's, it's, it's like they're trying to put everybody against each other. Like this country is just built on separation and war and destroying each other. That's what I see. Well, when when you when you're a political party, like one of the major political parties, is, and you and your constituents is dying down, as I portrayed in 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 those numbers, then what what you're gonna what you're gonna deal in is divide and conquer. You you're gonna try and divide and conquer everyone else because divide and conquer is really the only way you can win. And it's the only way it's the only way you can win elections, especially national wise. Local elections, where you have uh, gerrymandering the districts, you can control that in, in, in certain ex- to a certain extent. But national elections or, or even statewide elections, it, it's harder to do that um, because you you have a you have many more people involved and many you have a more diverse amount of people involved in, in your constituency than you would in local districts. And right now you have a, you have a party that's, that's blatantly dealing in, in, in white fear. Um, for a lack of a better term, they're, they're dealing in white fear. Uh, white fear is the currency in which, under which they get paid. Uh, and like, and like I said, it all goes back. It all goes back to those numbers. Those numbers are inevitable. You're not turning those numbers back. You can make people feel good. You can do certain things that think you're doing that. You know, you, you can you can sit there and 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 make excuses for why an unarmed black person was killed, or you can celebrate Chicago as if Chicago isn't happening in your country, as if Chicago is not a part of your country. But that's another example of the us versus them mentality that that those people deal in. So like I said, everything everything that's that's going on, every major issue that we see is being touched one half directly or indirectly by those numbers. And when when you see when you see the attack on target you're seeing people that are mad at their son or mad at their daughters because they're in same-sex relationships as opposed uh, to being able to recreate and carry on not only the family lineage, but the lineage of the race. You know, some, of, some, some other people may see it differently, but that's how I see it. I, I've seen it that way for, for quite a while now. My brother, you just opened my eyes to something. Okay? But I mean, in every race, there are gay people, gay couples. You don't see, I'm sorry, you don't see black people going around and turning things over and starting wars against stores. Well, we can't. Let's be clear. We cannot. Or that will be considered a crime. Well, can that be considered a hate crime? What was done in that store? 
Depends on where it took place. Where did it take place? Depends In on where York? it took Depends on where it took place and who's willing to prosecute. But it's it's taking place know, all over the country. It's taking place all over, you know. But I mean, let let's be real. We're talking about people who watch a network, who get their news and who get their information and their news from a network that just paid off seven hundred million dollars and admitted that they weren't truthful in the news that they reported. And they paid off. They they made Dominion, they made Dominion Company mighty rich because they had to admit that they were giving out that they were purposely giving out false information. And like I said, that's not something I'm making up. That's a fact. And not only that, there's another company that has now filed a suit against them for the same thing claiming that the electoral machines were rigged and they stand to get over a billion. Right. So Fox. Yeah. Right. So when people say, you know, we have to reach out to people, you can't reach out to people who are willing, who are who are, who are willing to be lied to, who want to be lied to because the truth scares them that much. Like I said, once again, when you're dealing with fear, you have all types of uh, crazy responses to fear. And right now, you have, you're dealing with you're dealing with the fear of a changing country. Now every when they talk about woke, and woke is to them woke is changing the name of a of a of a part from Robert e., or changing the name of a school from Robert E. Lee to something else. Because Robbie Lee participated in a rebellion against this country. And that's not the way it was always presented to this country. You know, it was presented as it was a civil war and people and before and once they once once they lost, everyone settled down and which came back together as a country. It was a it was a rebellion. This the, the Confederacy tried to get Great Britain to jump into the war on their side to fight against the the, the Union soldiers. That part. We never right. talk about that. They never talk about that. You're not that's not a civil war where you're trying to you're you're trying to bring in a foreign country to fight against you people that you consider to be your countrymen. That's not a war about brother versus brother. Or family versus family. That's a war where you tried you tried to rebel against this country. So, yeah, those are the type of th- so when you when you attack when you say get Robert E. Lee's name off of off of this park when you say get Robert E. Lee's name off of Fort Lee in Petersburg, that's what people are fighting against. They're fighting against the truth as opposed to the wives' tales that they were told that was passed down to them from generation to generation. You know, like I said, the Civil War is the only war, the only conflict in the history of this world where the loser got to write the story. And there's, like, for that reason, there's just a whole lot of information, misinformation put out about the Civil War. Like, I just, I just called it the Civil War. Uh, uh, the Rebellion. People will tell you that it wasn't fought over slavery. That's just asinine. Of course it was fought over slavery. 
If slavery was the number one issue of the day. They seceded as soon as Lincoln became president. He didn't even have to do anything. They already seceded. So it's a type. So when, like I said, when 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 you're talking about fighting against woke and, and fighting against so-called critical race theory, which is really just fighting against black history in this country, that's what you're fighting against. You're fighting against acknowledgement and you're fighting against accountability. And pe and people have a tendency to make it seem like you're the one that's using race as a crutch. It's just it's just pr projection. Like you're the one using race as a crutch when all you're doing is acknowledging fact. And in and in fact, they're the ones using race as a crutch. Indeed. So the question is, where do we go from here? Right? We already saw the insurrection. Right? And we're still trying to quantify that with just patriots. Yeah, patriot. Someone, one of the most famous, infamous pictures from that day is a guy walking through the U.S. Capitol with a, with a Confederate flag. How confused can you be? That's not confused. That wasn't done with confused. That was purposeful. That that was purposeful. He's walking through the he's walking he's walking through the halls of the U.S. Capitol with a Confederate flag. You know, and and these are people who were patriots, who were shitting all over the place, shitting all over Nancy Pelosi's desk. And that was black and, Latin, uh, and and Hispanic janitors who had to clean that stuff up. They're the ones who got the who got the Capitol cleaned up that night, so that those senators and congressmen could come back in and do what they were supposed to do. How appropriate! Excuse me, but last week, my sister Queen P. She was so furious. She could barely speak. Okay. I am a highly educated black woman. Okay. And right now, I want to know how we going to fight back. I'm tired of worrying about my two black sons. Okay? And I don't give a damn who's listening. I don't give a damn what I might lose because of what people might hear me say right now. But right now, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm a baby boomer. Okay? And I have marched and I have prayed and I have watched as black men after black man lost his life and black child and then that wasn't enough. They are coming after the black women like nothing. 
Okay, killing us, just blowing us away after years, okay? Years of making us the breadwinner, okay? Making our men, okay, upset with us. I'm tired, sis, okay? Okay, I'm ready. To get my AK forty seven, okay, I'm ready. All right, I'm ready. I'm tired, okay, and I'm ready now. I'm ready for this war. I'm ready for this war, okay. I'll lace up my boots. All right, I'll lace up my boots. Put my combat hat on. All right, and let my sister teach me a couple of combat moves. All right, and I'm ready to go to the range every day. All right, I'm ready for this war. I'm ready to fight back. I'm serious. I'm ready to fight back and not marching. I'm not marching. Okay. I'm not doing anything like that anymore. I'm going to sit at my door with my gun aimed at the door, ready for the first motherfucker to try to take what's mine. Okay? I don't know about anybody else, all right? As black people, we have not stayed together. And I've tried... I've tried my, since I was a teenager to bring us together, all right? And now I'm not sitting there waiting for that to happen either, okay? I'm well, since you got... I, go ahead, Haya. No, I just was saying, I, I definitely feel her on that. And that's, that's the scary part because that was a whole plan from the door, like, to separate the black families. Like, I don't care what nobody say right now. To me, segregation was the best thing for our race. We That's wanted to fit in. Says. We wanted to fit in so damn bad that we fucked ourselves. Oh you know what I'm saying? Like, they separate. And now that the black men and black women are fighting each other, now they, it's like you just said, they're going after the black women because they made black women yeah. think they had so much power over the black men. So now they ruin the black man. And now they're going to shut down a black woman because black women really, I hate to say it, but y'all really have no power to the nation. Y'all not powerful. Y'all, y'all less than the white woman. You know what I'm saying? So this is... this, this is Nah, and, nah. You got to break that down a little bit differently, higher. I mean, what, what, what I'm saying is... Yo, you're in the matrix. 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 That's the only reason why I started talking over you the first time, bro. My fault. Yeah, you you dead in the matrix. Soon as you started going oh, in, that yo, Elon Musk was like, nah, I'm not with nothing, son. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You right, Trip. That's why I, said, I can I don't hear you now. Give a damn who's listening to me. Go ahead, Aya. We can hear you now. Yeah, I just not like that. I'm not saying that my black women not poor, but to this nation, that's how they're making this this, this country. That's how it's 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 brought out now. Like they're gonna attack them. They're gonna keep attacking them, especially with the with the with the gender thing, where, where men want to be women. Like why are we 
Like, why do women have to fight for who they are? They gotta fight for you, uh, uh, you back in the matrix again. They don't want you to be great, bro. Every time you bring up that shit, bro, you hit the... I'm going to leave it alone. That's crazy. I'm going to leave that alone, then. <laughs> yo, that's crazy. As soon as he say, I'm going to leave it alone, he talks right... Nah, yo, son. Twitter. Yes. No, no. Twitter go back on it. Yo, hi. I ain't going to hold you. The people want to hear what you got to say, and I got to give the people what they want, man. So go back down and come back in. They want you to get that shit out, so... Get it out, bro. In the meantime, while you do that, I'll just say what I was trying to say to that. It's not that they don't feel like the, the black woman isn't important. They know that the black woman is important. They know that if you can get to the black woman, it's very easy to get to the black man, bro. That's that's what it is. They figured it out. That's the problem. We were disrespecting our sisters for so long that they figured out a way to, to work around the system. That was all it was, bro. It's not the fact that that they don't care for the women. They actually know women have the power. That's why they're trying to become women. Let's really talk about it. These men are out here come, becoming women because they know that the women have the power. They always did, bro. Like, they, they still have it till today, if you really want to get technical. They fought for equality, but at the end of the day, they still get a little bit more perks than we do. Like, they, we could be equal, but at the end of the day, if we still harsh with them, they'll still take the woman's side because she's a woman. But forgetting that the fact that it's equal. And that's what this generation has understood and mastered. So now you got some of these people, I don't want to keep saying race, but, you know, they did use your, your guy, track and field guy, to, to front run this shit. So I'm going to say y'all started that shit. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, that that's yours. Like, just how you try to tell us uh, certain white people was ours? Well, that that shit is yours. Like, you, y'all keep that shit. Y'all started it. Y'all wanted to become women. It's understandable. Y'all needed to find another way to create balance in y'all way to get back control. And I'm going to let you know now that shit's probably not going to work because it's getting to a point now where we don't know who is a man and a woman no more. So everybody just getting drugged the fuck out. We don't give a fuck no more. Like, you fuck up, you getting hit. Wow. wow. You back. What up? Yeah, my back. My fault. My fault, y'all. But hold on, hold mm -hmm. on. Before you go, I just want to make sure your mic was good. Queen P, what you was going to say? I just said, wow. Go continue. Because <laughs> it's facts, sis. It's, it's facts. Like, let's, let's really call it a spade a spade, bro. They like to always pinpoint whenever we start some shit. Yo, y'all started that shit, bro. You feel me? Your little Kim Kardashian butt buddy? Front runner. Fuck you mean. He even got a Sports Illustrated to promote this shit like it was cool. Like, nigga, we don't give a fuck. We was cool. We accepted it. But that was it. A lot of people feel kind of way about their community getting more rights than black communities. And I'm going to be real with y'all. Y'all can't feel no way about that shit. Because at the end of the day, they do what we don't do. We're never united. They actually united up together to get the job done. They showed you the way and tools. So why are you not doing it? All you got to do is follow suit. But here's the thing. Here's the sad part. The day that we do that, that's where this war comes out. 
That's why they've been fighting for this law and to break us apart. So we can't do that. We are the majority, not the minority. Understand that, folks. Facts. We should we should really know that from from what they did to Black Wall Street. You know what I mean? I mean, we yeah, should we should know that when you should know that when uh when you really think about it, bro. Central Park not even supposed to be a park. They gave away our land. Let's talk Facts. about it. Lake Lanier here in Georgia. It's built. Lake Lanier is on top of a whole black community. There were hundreds of, of, of black Wall Streets throughout this country. I mean, after the during the early part of Reconstruction, you had the black freedmen boroughs and you had you had the banks and you had people who uh, who had good businesses. Of course, that bank wound up going bankrupt because money was stolen by the um, white person that was put in charge to, to run those banks. And so people lost a lot of money on that. Um, I think it's very important also to study the 10 year period of time after the civil war or the, the rebellion, which is reconstruction and how um, many things were left incomplete because people were eventually tired of, 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 of continu continuing the back reconstruction and we were abandoned, which led to the 100 year um, Jim Crow period in the South, as well as the various um, racial periods in the North, because there were just as many. Um, there's Jim Crow in the North, too. It's just different names. It's just different names. But and that's the whole thing of having ghettos and having people live in one part of town. But I. I don't, I don't agree with the the, I, the notion of black people not sticking together. We're not here now because we didn't stick together. And our population is not dying down. And that doesn't happen because we didn't stick together. You know, a lot of times I think that type of uh, despair is put out, it, it, it's given to us um, to project some level on hopelessness that we should that they would want us to feel that really doesn't exist. My people are hopeful people. My people, my people are the moral fiber of this country. If you don't believe me, you look at the people like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You look at people like Malcolm X who may have come at it from a different angle, but they, you look at the people like Fannie Lou Hamer or, or, or Diane Nash you look at you look at the history of the people in the moral fiber of this country because we demanded that this country live up to its ideals, live up to what what is said in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. That that's what they did, and they they're the ones who, they're the we're the people who held the mirror up to this country and said, "You're not living up to these ideals. You need to be you need to do better." We're going to survive, but we need to do more than just survive. You need to do better. You know, that march on Washington, people call it the I have a dream speech, but that was just one paragraph in that speech. You know, the gist of Dr. King's speech that day was America has a, you know, 
we need to be we need to hold America's stand I mean to the standard that Abraham Lincoln established in the Gettysburg Address. You know, that speech was a hundred years after the Gettysburg Address, and that's what that speech was about. And he said America wrote a check and has been returned insufficient funds. That was the gist of the speech. Not I have a dream and I want all kids to live together, kumbaya. So now we've always stuck together as a people. Black Wall Street started be was formed because we stuck together as a people. And Black Wall Street, even after what happened, it stayed around for years afterwards. A, a, a portion of that was rebuilt. And in regards to segregation, in no way would I support uh, being someone who built this country, being of a people who built this country, and, and not being able to get equal access to the fruits of this country. No, segregation was not better for us. And I, I, I don't subscribe to that at all. Because segregation, you know, that's what that's what that's what a segregationist would want you to believe that segregation was better for us. You know, we had our own schools, but we had inferior supplies, we had inferior buildings, we had inferior materials. We were receiving secondhand and thirdhand books. That's not better for us. That's having a having a, a book that was written, a textbook that was written. In, in 1952 and having uh, someone still using that textbook in 1967 with that old information, that's not better for us. And I wouldn't subscribe to that at all. What happened is once segregation happened, people, people who were good at being racist decided, <laughs> discovered ways of how to be racist during desegregated eras. Racists are going to always be racist. And that's why you have to continue to fight. And your number one weapon isn't going to be a gun. I mean, you, you use it when you need it, but your number one weapon is the same number one weapon as everyone else. That ballot box. And if people think that ballot box isn't important, then ask yourself, why are they fighting so hard to keep you away from it? Why are, they, why are they closing down ballot boxes? I mean, election uh, poll areas in your neighborhood. I mean, you're in Georgia. Miss T, you're in Georgia. You go, to, you go to different parts of Georgia in a white neighborhood. It takes someone five to ten minutes to vote. Black neighborhood in the same city, you got people standing in line for nine hours to vote. But they stood in nine hours and they got their vote in. That's sticking together, you know. So I, I would never put that on my people that we don't stick together. If we didn't stick together, we would have faded away a long time ago. I ain't even gonna hold you. Y'all hitting, y'all hitting deep right now. But Ray, I just seen what you put in the thread. And I'm about to actually put it up, but I need you to elaborate on this a little bit more. How's it going, everybody? Uh, happy Saturday. <clears throat> Hope that your weekend's off to a good start. Happy Memorial Day. Much love to um, our fallen soldiers and those who have served. Uh, 
just got in from playing ball and my knees are on fire. <laughs> All right. But uh, let me get to it. Um, you guys opened up this space or when I came into this space, we talked about uh, we're talking a little bit about I heard Darul's, uh reading of the census and the numbers and where uh, where we seem to be headed in, in the coming years. Um, yeah, I think when I when I think about the word white supremacy or the term white supremacy, I, I think of the term white straight supremacy. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about this because it's like, you know, everybody else has something to glean or some something to give us. But an interesting, an interesting study that I've been going back and reading, it's essentially an assessment, is an FBI report from 2006 that essentially uh, tells us that white supremacists, white nationalists have been seeking to infiltrate law enforcement um, intentionally. So, I mean, we know that the police <laughs> kind of has that, that, that racist origin to keep people in line and the whole justice system and is uh, regardless of how fair it's written um, the way that it's enforced is, is an, unbalanced manner, right? Uh, some people get off or get lighter sentences. I mean, studies show that, that some people get lighter sentences for the same exact crime than other people do. So it, w it wasn't really designed to, like, for equity. It was designed to really put people in institutions and to disadvantage certain people. Um, I just wanted to read some of the key judgments from this. And uh, before I even get into that, I just want to say I second what uh, Darul was saying about um, people carrying people, well, certain our brothers and sisters who some of our brothers and sisters on the other side, um, some of these white people who don't like other people, they are concerned about the erasure of their people or um, not being in the majority. <clears throat> so certain tools like law enforcement have been used um, to try and keep those numbers down and to make life uncomfortable for other people. But some of the key judgments, uh, the first one says, although white supremacist groups have historically engaged in strategic efforts to infiltrate and recruit from law enforcement communities, current reporting on attempts reflects self-initiated efforts by individuals, particularly among those already within law enforcement ranks, to volunteer their professional resources to white supremacist causes, um, which they sympathize with. So basically, without even recruiting somebody, people are, 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 who are like-minded are sharing, giving people access to what it is that they have access to as law enforcement um, to, aid, to aid a white supremacist, a hateful agenda. The second thing said, the primary threat from infiltration of recruitment arises from areas of intelligence collection and exploitation, which can lead to investigative breaches and can jeopardize the safety of law enforcement sources and personnel. That's pretty self-explanatory. The third one, white supremacist presence among law enforcement personnel is a concern due to the access they may possess to restrict areas vulnerable to sabotage and to, to elected officials and or protected persons whom they could see as potential targets for violence. In addition, white supremacist infiltration of law enforcement can result in other abuses of authority, other abuses of authority, 
and passive intolerance of racism within community serves. So um, another thing, the, the last judgment that was made, the intelligence acquired through the successful infiltration of law enforcement by one white supremacist group can benefit other groups due to the multiple allegiances white supremacists typically hold. So <clears throat> I hear a lot of people, um, primarily super right-leaning, um, talking about woke. They're, first off, they're like 10 years late to this word, right? Um, but they, they talk about the terminology of wokeness and I just hear them saying, what, what white supremacy? That's, that's a made up, that's a made up concept by black people or, you know, by people who are not in the majority, so to speak. But here the FBI itself, which is not necessarily led by people of color and gay people or women or whatever the situation may be. The FBI is primarily white and male for a very long, white, straight, male for a very long time. And they're telling you themselves that this is an issue, right? We've always known, our people have always known that's an issue, right? But it's being told now by the government to us, and it's been almost 20 years since they've released this, uh, this study. I'm not trying to bore anybody. I just wanted to add to the conversation that, um, that yes, we can see it with our plain eyes, but quanti quant we can quantify it as well, too. And now there's, there are studies that indicate that, look, these powers are being abused to oppress people, right? So I, I just want to throw that behind what, what Rule was saying. I think there's a lot of credence around population control. And I think that this is just uh, one of the ways in which people seek to exterminate and to put certain people out. It's sad, but it's happening. And um, I think that a lot of what we're seeing in terms of the, the part, possibly pardoning the individuals from January 6th. I was living in D.C. when it happened, when January 6th happened. I was living in D.C. I was I lived downtown D.C. when all this stuff was happening and all these hate groups were walking around. They wouldn't walk around in the hood, but they walked around in the suburbs or in the downtown area where they were protected. Um, it's very real, man. It's very real. Unfortunately, it exists. It's an ugly part of what it is that we're dealing with. Um, and I just want to see it stop. It's not going to stop. You know, there really is a war going on. Um, and sometimes I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I don't I don't have some sort of direction. Nah, how, about, how about you go to Africa, you nigger? <laughs> nah, nah, I got the 45 upstairs. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> all right. If I got to protect me and my family. But I just I just wanted to say all this is all this is happening. And just me personally, as a citizen, you know, identify as a citizen first, you know, as a black man, as a citizen, as someone who loves all people of all colors. I don't know what to do. Oh, I know what to do, Ray. We could do something right now. You you see what just happened? What just happened right now, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what we're explaining about. You have Bad. moments like this, and then you have dumbass people like the Jace guy over here that's pussy as fuck that would never step outside and say none of that shit in our faces. So that's when we result into, oh, now all of a sudden they can call authorities and now we're threatening them and harassing them, but you started and initiated. So to me, to you, Jace, 
you pussy, you trash, and from all of us here, you can suck my dick, little nigga. How you feel about that? DM me that address, nigga. Slap your face too. on pussy. Fuck is That's you talking right. about? Anyways, Ray, you can continue. Bitch. Nah, I don't. I don't really have anything. You know what, Jace? I I wish you. Um, I hope. You know, I'm not even gonna say anything. Hey, have a good Saturday, man. I don't know what you said, but you said the wrong thing. Um, but nah, I just want to land the plane with. I don't know what to do, man. I don't know how to bridge the divide. Um, I don't even know if it's even my job too. Um, but I think the best thing I can do is just to kind of stay aware and to stay to read up, you know, and to listen to what other people are saying. Because I'm sure from Miss P, Miss T, Darul, there's a lot, there's a lot of information. You know what? There's a lot of information that um that from you guys and a lot of experiences from you guys that we can glean and that can kind of make us stronger, can fortify us as people. So um that's all I had to say. I'm gonna just listen to what everybody else has to say at this time. And um yeah, have a good Saturday guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go light this up. Yeah. Yeah. Revolution, uh, I see. I see you down there. Did you yeah. want to say? Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, Jace. You know, you're just a little gangster in your house. When you get outside your house, you won't be gangster like that. You know, like you think, you think, you know, people are having a civil discussion, and you come in here and you disrespectful. You know, you you should you should have all that energy when you're outside, and people know. I know. First of all, I'm pretty good at computers. I I can see your your address. And I'll be at your house soon. And I'll see if you're laughing then. You know, I don't, I don't, I've learned not to even give dudes like Jace that kind of energy. You know, why we even giving him that energy? I've learned not to give dudes like Jace that kind of energy because that's what they feed off of. And Jace is the type of person I was talking about earlier who's operating off of fear. You know, when you, when you do like, when you do something like that, as opposed to uh, legitimately joining the conversation, and stating your view, especially if it's opposite of everyone else's, and that's that's fear. Because he he's scared to um, share his point of view, a shit scared to show any type of legitimacy to it. So he he decided to act out. So he ain't even got a real pitch on his head. Yeah. So so you know that that's that's more energy than he really deserves, man. Uh, does anyone yeah, does yeah, anyone else have anything they want to add? Yes, to I the do. current conversation, not not Jace. No, not not to, not about Jace. No, um, about what you moving. were saying about us being together. You know, now, now, you know, Ahaya uh, was saying segregation was the best thing. My son also believes that, but you know what? Now, let's build our schools. You know what I mean? Now, let's put the right books in our schools, especially since, you know, they want to stop our books. They're taking the books. They're taking the poetry, you know. They're taking those things. Let's now that we, and I believe we can do it now. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that we need, like, while you were talking, what I saw in my head was, a uh, Black Panther like um, security type of our own not going around killing people like I was saying before I was very upset but um, 
you know what I mean? Our own black men with guns. Since everybody wants to carry guns, let us have our own black men carrying guns, you know, that patrol our neighborhoods, our communities, you know, so that our young are not getting killed. Well, to yeah, stop them even that's not gonna work yeah we tried that we tried that with the Black Panther Party and no. they, they, they no, infiltrated pro and all of, all of these things they 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 infiltrated that well, you know I, I think, I think it's economic power that we need we need some economic power and we need our own straight up own communities forget trying that's to be part saying. of anything. Well, I would, I would say, I would say, I would say this. I'll say this. That, that that did actually occur at one time. It's called the Deacons of Defense. Look them up. They they were out of Louis. They were look. They were out of Louisiana. Actually, my exactly son's talking about. Yeah, my son's godmother. Her, she didn't even know it until I, her father was a part of it. The the Deacons Defense. Uh, they were out of Bocalusa, Louisiana, and a lot of those areas, and they took on the Klan head on. And actually, I think they were, uh, they may have been security uh, for King one time when he, when he spoke in that area. So the, these were black men who rode patrols in the area at nighttime, and, and they were looking out for the Klan. They took the Klan head on. And well, Louisiana. let's do it now. So, How about your Negro but, slaves, black cunts, go to Africa? You That's know, cool. Daru, you you know, you get me all pumped up. Let's Yo, who said that? You know, it don't even matter because they're gonna keep coming up. Like y'all, it don't matter, y'all have bro. conversations like these, y'all gonna get the, this type of work. So everybody, ladies and gentlemen, see, it's different when you don't get to talk basketball day. You get to see the world for what it really is, and this is what the world is all day, every day, bro. And- well, and you, you know, know what? what? It's, it's hold, on, hold on, hold on, everybody, hold on. Yeah. I see Doctor Cat here. Yeah, I wanna, I, I wanted to invite her up. to open her mic. You just jumping in the conversation, Doctor Cat. Don't wait. Okay, hi, Scott, guys. <laughs> I I don't want to cut anybody off here, but I just listening to what you guys have been saying, and you know, um, Miss Teresa brought up the Black Panthers, and that was like one of the first things that came to my mind. You know, I'm a student of history. Um, I also understand, you know, I'm, I am white and I come from, you know, I grew up in a predominantly white town. So like my experiences are obviously much different, um, than, than some of you guys, but, um, I understand the complexities and, and the fucked up nature of, of the United States and what we've gone through as a country, you know, even the founding of our country to, you know, built on on the fact that we stole indigenous lands and built on the backs of slave labor and just keeping some of the keeping many of those institutions of racism alive and well today we see it in our policing in our government Uh, you know we have one political party today that is just outwardly embracing fascism and and hatred you know and i just they're they're actually both the same they're both the same yeah that's true that's true you know it's at, at this point you know, it's all about the about money and and power and how to keep that power and means stepping on the backs of of women and minorities. You know, of the black community, the Hispanic community, the Asian community, the LGBTQ community, 
any way that they can do to keep keep themselves in power white rich men and the white women who support them it's 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 a trying to find the words here to act it's it's fucked up that's the only way i can describe it and it's been that way since you know 1492 but i'm of the mind you know as i move as i you know observe what's going on study history and and a lot of my work with i work closely with native american tribes um out west you know it's it just seems as we get deeper into this the current mess that we're in it's like you know maybe i don't i it's there's maybe the solution is we need you know a revival of the black panther party we need a revival of the american indian movement you know we it's we can't fight some of this stuff it seems like peacefully because the other side they have weapons, they have guns, and they are not afraid to use them on on minority communities. And they will happily, it seems like they will happily do that. And but but our but you know, the other side, our sides are supposed to be peaceful. And, you know, we're not supposed to fight back because that's supposed to be bad. But you know, why are we letting them decide the parameters of which we take care of our communities? You know, it, and it shouldn't be, you know, don't let the bigots and the, the fear mongers and the, the, the fascists define how we stand up against that. You know, so I, you know, if it's time to bring back the Black Panther Party and and bring back community based programs like, you know, for me, like the remembering the, the free, like learning about the, the, the breakfast program that the Panthers had you know feeding the kids like in st louis and other cities around the country in the 70s you know looking out for each other like that because those in power are not going to do it and they've shown repeatedly they don't care about about minority communities they don't care about women they don't care about the lgbtq community you know it's they they just use our communities to to make money and to keep themselves in power so i say I think it's time to find a way to fight back, even if it means, you know. I, I, I like I like your point. You know, I like your point, and I, I, I take it well. But, you know, there's a lot of buffer races that people don't even think about. Like, we got Asians and Arabs, mm-hmm. and they're the ones who are actually in our communities making money off of us with, with you know, Chinese food stores and nail salons and that's what's being used economic power mm-hmm. because that power that economic energy should stay in our community but it doesn't like i you know i i you know i agree like guns or whatever is probably you know it, you know protect yourself you mm-hmm. know and your family but on an everyday basis you know we, we that's not what's going to save our communities we need to keep our economic energy amongst ourselves and forget about the republicans forget about the democrats they're just playing a good guy good cop bad cop with you that's all they're mm-hmm. doing i mean whoever's gonna give my community money and put food in kids mouths and help people i mean i walk around my community all the time and i could count how many chinese nail uh food stores how many arab gas stations how many you know this is the buffer races that's what they use and then they use this liberal high liberal uh thing like oh you can't keep you know we we we're gonna help you the, the you know the good cop is gonna come and help you 
You gotta stop falling for right. that. You gotta stop falling for for that good cop, bad cop thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 you if you listen closely to Republicans, they say a lot of things that are kind of true. You know what I'm saying? They say a lot of things that like, yo, listen, why why is why is um you know Planned Parenthood probably killing more black babies than anything else? You know, you know, I don't you know that's you know why is whoa you know, whoa, wh- whoa, 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 what are we saying here? Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood's going out here and killing black babies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They, you know, they, they, the birth rate is down. Yes. No, so, I mean, how, how does how, how does this killing take go about? How does explain, explain the process of this? Well, they murder. use they use the fetuses and uh, you know and all uh, you know all of you know they 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 do all kind of things experiments with with you know the genetic material that they get from 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 black fetuses and. Okay, they but that, that's different than saying that. That's all different kind of than saying that I mean, going I'm not out killing. Go down that road. That's not really my my emphasis on this. What I'm saying. Well, I, I mean, is, I've heard I've heard what you said, but you know, I, I, that, listen, that caught listen, my that caught it, my attention. It. What happened? I mean, that that caught my attention. I mean, tell me how they're going about killing, murdering people. I mean, because right now it seems like you're equating uh, a woman voluntarily going to have an abortion to. Uh, other people going out there well, murdering well, they, people. They, they, it's also promoted. It's not. I mean, you should have a choice. No one's saying you shouldn't have a choice. Oh, so they provide a service to that choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they they're providing energy and, and you know and, and, you know an easy way to do it. Yeah, of course. And if they can profit from the the fetal material, they will. But that's not the point of what I'm saying. The point of what I'm saying is you got to stop putting energy. You got to put energy on both sides. And whoever give you the best deal, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about they're 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 playing a good cop, bad cop with you. That's all I'm saying. Don't worry about this side or that side. Worry about what kind of resources you're getting. That's it. Don't worry about you know this Republicans is this and Democrats is that. We need people actually on both sides so we can play the middle. You know what I'm saying? You need you need to be strategic, like you're playing you're playing chess, not checkers. Because they're playing chess with you and you're playing checkers. And you got to right. stop that. Right. Well, well, give me an example of, of, of a, a situation where, of an issue where there's where it's good cop, bad cop, and, and how, and, and give me the plan how each one uses it. The good all, cop. All, all, all day. I mean, like, just give, okay, give me an example. Okay. Uh, what, when you're talking about Republicans and Democrats, that's what I'm talking about. Correct. Yeah. Give me an example of an issue where they play good cop, bad cop. And in the game plan, each okay, one okay. The, the 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 white liberals, the lily white liberals, they come in your neighborhood and they tell you, okay, you know, we got these plans for you. We're gonna give your community bread and food. As soon as they get elected, they're getting giving you gay rights and gay this and gay that. And um, you know, they're not they're not really focused on on, on your needs. They're focused on their liberal agenda. They're not they're not focused on you. You know what I'm saying? They're focused on what what is good for the for the. What, they're using you as a pawn in their game. That's what I'm talking about. And 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 they're probably at the golf course, uh, playing golf together and laughing about it. And they're probably in the back of the the courtrooms when they go in the back of the courtroom. They were playing t- 20 rounds of golf with each other, and then they're both on the same side and they're laughing at you. That's what I'm talking about. That's an example. So, so I mean, so, I, I, I'm asking for something that actually happened. You, you're giving me something. Um, you're giving me a hypothetical. It's not. Um, that's, that's not, that's not a gay, hypothetical. Of gay, you, of you gay, gay rights. You don't what, think what, when they, when they, they go, when they go in the courtroom 
in the back of the courtroom and they're deciding your fate, if you're going to get 20 years of life, you don't think they're back there and, and they, they already know what they decided already? And, well, and they're, I think that's and more, they're pretending, I think that's they're, pretending they're pretending they're on two sides of the story when they're both, both they're both they're both actually doing the same thing. I think that's more in line than having a court appointed lawyer and, and not being able to afford a lawyer and that that type of thing. But um, I'm just asking them for an example. You you gave me a hypothetical. You didn't give me an example of a circumstance where yeah, man, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and go through history and tell you every every. Court think, case but uh, you know every, what. But you're talking, you, you're talking, you're talking to someone who uses history as an example because I think that's very important. Information is very important. And, okay, okay, you know, right. well, we, let's, we shouldn't, let's we shouldn't say put false, we shouldn't Malcolm put false information. Right? You say Malcolm X, right? Go ahead. Well, Malcolm X was, was, we know he was killed by, by, you know, by the, by the, by the CIA, right? Do, mm -hmm. You know, you know, some of his security was, 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 uh, was put there by liberals who, who, um. Who were on that side of the story, right? And they, and they and they and they not till not till the, the the gentleman that actually shot him died, they protected him his whole life. You know what I'm saying? So now, so now that that's a great example that happens. There there so are, there are you, agents. So you're blaming you blame, blame the liberal. There, there are agents everywhere. You gotta you gotta you gotta protect your family. That's what I'm talking about. They're listening to us right now. You so you're blaming liberals and you're not blaming the nation itself. The nation I'm, blaming, I'm, blaming both sides. I'm blaming both sides and I'm blaming us. Uh, we got to we got to do better. That's all. I'm not saying that, um, th you know, there aren't good people on either side of the issue. There's good people everywhere. You just got to do what's good for your community. You know, like I, I, earlier I heard somebody talking about, um, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma and how, you know, you know, there's a there's a there's a there's a road to nowhere in Tulsa where there was houses that were burned down and all they have is a stoop left and they made a giant pit and killed uh, uh, you know hundreds of people and put them under you know where they are they're under the highway they're under the highway because and no one no one probably even remembers where they are now you know and and and, and they can't get dug up because it's a highway so that's what I'm saying don't forget don't forget you know what path they're, they're, they're strategically playing you. They're using buffer races. They're using liberals. They're using Republicans. They're all doing, they all have the same agenda. So I'm just saying, we'll do what's good for our community. And to do that, you got to play str strategy, you know, strategically. Strategically. I'm not on anybody's side. I'm on my side and I'm on my family's side. That's whose side I'm on. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I, you know, uh, good afternoon, everybody. That's, I mean, I'm just upset that, you know, that we keep getting played by both sides. That That's what you got to see. You can't be on one. You can't, like, say, okay, oh, you know, these are good people. They're helping us where they got, you know, I'd rather somebody that stabs me in the chest that, or there's somebody that waits till I turn around and stabs me in the back. No, I get you. I, I just rather people have some type of substantial um Proof of what this. You got, you got what plenty this of proof, man. What do you need? You got all the history. Like, what do you? What kind of proof do you need? Like, I, what I are you talking about? What are you talking about? Look, look. Give me an example. Go ahead. Give you an example of what? I'm not the one making that argument, my brother. You're the one that's so. When you when you're saying they're both the same, just give me an example of them both being the same. They're both playing the same thing. Just good cop, bad cop. I just I asked can, you. I can, give, I can give you an example. 
so when they when Democrats and I have nothing and I actually I am a Democrat, but mm-hmm. involving the black community and I'm a white guy. So I'm mm-hmm. to, thank you for having me, by the way, and thank you for allowing me to speak. But I'll give you a perfect example. When Democrats pass some kind of incentive, OK, we're going to create uh, government contracts, for example, but mm-hmm. we we want 10 percent from minority owned. That's, mm-hmm. what they, that's what they do. But guess who's a minority? Women. White women. Women. So right. now, 9% of those go to minority w- women who own businesses in the name of, in their name, but their white husband runs it. And Absolutely. That's a, and that's a government incentive. And they say, see, we're doing it for the minorities. Now, as far as the LGBTQ community and all these other communities, the difference that they have is they have lobbyists that want for their community. The system is run by lobbyists. You bribe Mm -hmm. a politician here, you bribe a politician here, and they're going to move their agenda because they just got fed. The, the, The the black community d- doesn't use the lobbyists, and you got to. Pl- and he, the person who spoke previously, was correct because you really have to play both sides of the fence. That's just the way it is, and the system is geared that way. I'm not saying one party is better than the other because they're both frauds. But the fact is, when the you know the Republicans would never pass a minority agenda. As a matter of fact, they're going to reline every voting district so they can get more red because white people are running out of this world. The, the birth rate is down. The population is going down. In the last 20 years, it went down 10 percent. So minorities are actually eventually going to be a majority. So they are doing gerrymandering everything to keep, keep power for them. But that's one example where this minority-based incentives that they promise everybody, and everybody says, oh, okay, minority-based is your black and brown community. No, it's women. It's everybody's included. When When you ask for something, it has to be a specific. Don't give me this broad minority picture. Now, one other thing I want to mention, because people mentioning you know, Chinese food stores in the black community, Arab-run stores. Malcolm X, not Malcolm X, Minister Farrakhan said a very great thing. He goes, communities, For he gave an example of a Jewish community. Their dollar stays in the community 27 times before it leaves. That means 27 families eat off the same dollar. And that's a big thing. That's how you build wealth for your people. Now, yes, there are other, but who's supporting it? That's the fact. The reality is, if if I can put, I can put a, a restaurant in any community, but if I'm catering to that community and that community says, you know what, I'm not going to eat there, then it's not going to do any good. So the reality is, People have to support their own community. And that's how 
wealth is being built. And then you don't need the government to tell you, oh, I'm giving you this. I'm giving you that. Thank so you for I, having me. That's I all I just question? wanted to say. Well, sure. uh, let, me, let, me address, let me address a few things. When, when you uh, noted the, the thing about white women, I mean, women in general, when you're talking about uh, civil rights, which is where a lot of this derives from, you have what's called protective classes, correct? Correct. Okay, so when so when you write a law, and you write a because this is the same type of thing I tried to explain to people when they when they talked about oh they're passing they passed a law to protect Asian people, but they didn't pass a law to protect us. I said no, that law protects everyone in the protected class. Correct. Correct. Because the name of the law was was in in honor of the people of the Asian people who were killed, who were murdered down in Georgia, in, in I believe the nail shop. But the law itself, because you're limited, because you can't write a law for a specific group, you write that law for the protected class. Correct. But when right. you ask for something, you ask, when, you can ask for a specific group. You can ask, you can ask for a specific. And as you said, that's in regards to having lobbyists in place. Uh, Correct. To, 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 to lobby for you. Correct. But so I'll give that's, you an that's different. But but that's different. As I was saying before, that's different than saying both sides play the same game. The law is the law. You right. can only no. write. You can only. You can only write that law to uh, to provide for the protected class. That's now, right. The, Correct. Now the, peop- now the people will hand hand out the contracts. Now that's now now that's where we take a look. Now if they right. turn if they turn the blind eye because. The biggest benefactors of, of civil rights, right, have but, to be white white women but, because uh, but, of the things that you mentioned. But white women, white women have the advantage of being married being, to their white husbands, exactly. Who business who can do the contract, lowball everything, and even though it ends up going over budget, once you you can see the problem is, is when you ask for a government contract, they're going to take. The best and lowest offer. That's that's the okay. fact. That's just every business. But the issue is the government, they just care about the offer. Then once you take the offer, then you go, oh, I'm sorry, this ran up, this ran up, this this people these people are protesting because I'm I'm doing this on the wrong land. This is Indian land. It's gonna go over budget. And that's all that matters. But that's where the game is played. And when you have a business that's been around for X amount of years through her husband, and now you have a business because we put my husband put it under my name, I have that advantage, which it doesn't profit on my, the actual black and brown community. Now, now, that's that part. Now, I'll give you an example of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh for years, I worked for a company called Renaissance, which live which lives off of the black community because they start, you know, they charge four times the value of every item, whatever. I regret it, but it was a it was a gig that I needed a job at the time. I had kids, whatever. They were passing laws to make Renaissance illegal in some states. Renaissance Corporation 
gerrymandered their, their system, and they hired lobbyists to work both sides. So the laws that they would cancel them out would not pass because it was in Congress to pass that, hey, you know, companies like Renner Center or Aaron's or wherever they are, are not, cannot, you know, shouldn't be in existence because they're price gouging in reality. They got the lobbyists, they paid them millions of dollars, and Renner Center is still in business today. So that's the way, that's the system. They use this system, and that's just one company, not, mm-hmm. not an entire community. Another example, Jews were once upon a time in the 50s called Christ killers. I don't know how old, you know, this comes from my father. My dad's Jewish. You know, Jews were not a good, you know, in American society. I mean, even if you remember that song from, you know, that disco song, you know, whatever it said, no blacks, no Jews, no gays. Remember that song? You know, it was a disco song, whatever. But Jewish lobbyists, all of a sudden now, Christians love Jews. And everybody swears on them. But that's the lobbyist system that they played in and paid into. And now all of a sudden, they're like, a, they're like the most protected class in America. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. that discourse right there. That gives you... Uh, a look inside what's going on in the country down in Washington, right? Yeah, yep, that was a great example. He did better than better than what I. Could. I have a question though. Definitely. I have a question. Right. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like Rule was just kind of questioning, you know, or just I don't know, some questions. I love you guys. Great, it's but, a great topic to talk about, and it's really yeah. needed. I was I was speaking. Appreciate it. Stay stay around though. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I don't think he could hear you, man. Okay. He didn't. My he didn't. bad. Um now nah, I I wanna hear why Rule thinks that both sides aren't the same. Because I know that he can articulate his point and like I vacillate between the two. Like there's obvious uh, not obviously, but I I choose to vote Democrat. That me personally, mm-hmm. I understand why somebody would vote on the other side. I just can't bring myself to do that. And I have I have black friends who vote Republican, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would like I would like I don't mean to cut you I don't mean to cut I don't mean to cut you off. I would like but, but we I would like rule I would like rule to articulate his point because um, I know that he registered Democrat. Not, not, not a problem. I, I would say this: the Republican Party is not the same. Um, it's not the same as it even was in the eighties. In the eighties, it was racist itself. Uh, let's go back to nineteen sixty-five. Mm-hmm. You had, you had the, you had the passage of the uh, Civil Rights Bill. <laughs> All the Dixie crowd. <laughs> right. You had the passage of the Civil Rights Bill, and then you had the, the passage of the Voting Rights Bill. In, in regards to, and also in combination with that, you have Barry Goldwater getting blown out by Lyndon Johnson in '64. 
So after those three things happened, you had a a, a slew of Democrats led by a Strom Thurmond who went and joined the Republican Party. The Dixiecrats, as, as was mentioned, went and joined the Republican Party. And that that took place in, in 65 after the, after the I believe the voting rights bill was at, was passed. So and they were welcomed with open arms. So the Republican Party before that was, was mainly a financial party. So many people I understand people who vote Republican because they're looking at finances. It, I, I understand that. But as time went on, those Dixiecrats gained more and more influence uh, w- within that party. Fast forward to 1980. Do you guys understand where Ronald Reagan, after he won the Republican uh, convention, do you understand where he kicked off his presidential campaign? Philadelphia, Mississippi in 1980. What happened in Philadelphia, Mississippi 15 years earlier? Mississippi burning happened. So that that was an intentional message. He was openly recruiting those people. Those people didn't change from 1964 to 1980. And, 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 and that, that contributed heavily to his winning the election by landslide. Fast forward to 1984. He had a uh, campaign, a young campaign manager named Lee Atwater. I don't know if he was a campaign manager, but he was heavily involved in the campaign. You know, through him, Ronald Reagan talked about um, the welfare queen in Chicago who had nine, ten kids and and was on welfare while driving the Cadillac. Totally false, it turned out to be. But he made that up. So these are the type. This is where the Republican Party has been going since 1965. It's a lot of things have, have, have um, sped up that process. Having the, first, having the first black president in 2009, I don't think this country reacted to this country. It was a good story in 2009. But when that black guy went out and won re-election in 2012, you know, it was, down. it was a totally different reaction. We've reacted totally different since then. And I think that we've skidded along to where we are today. 2016, you have a guy who's a failed businessman, who's a TV host, comes out and says, make America great again. And he and he wins the presidency. He's shown as a, a misogynist, uh, totally incompetent in what he does. Uh, he came out openly against abortion, which is supposed to be a, a major woman issue. Yet, fifty-five percent of the white women in this country voted for him. And I believe in twenty twenty, even a higher percentage voted for him. So when someone says make America great again, why is it not great? Why wasn't it great then? What do you respond? What are you referring to when you says you say make America great again? Who was the president before you were? So that's the Republican Party. So no, I don't equate the the, the Republican Party and, and and the Democratic Party. I don't I don't say that there aren't racist people in the Democratic Party. 
I don't I don't say that all people in the Republican Party are racist. But I believe that every Republican has to get in a lockstep with the people who are running the party, which is why they vote unanimously. They vote as a group in everything. To to add into Don Rule, every Republican isn't a racist, but every racist is a Republican. What feels it? Right. I just they have a they have they have a race they have a racist agenda. So no, I I do not I do not equate I don't I don't play the both sides thing. They they I I I don't play that because I mean you just you you look at you you look at the response look at the responses wait well let me let me finish let me yeah let me finish look. I look at the um, response to the um, young man who was killed in the subway a few weeks ago. The Santas came right out and called the white guy a hero. And Jordan the, and Neely. Jordan Neely. And, and, this, and this is how Republicans respond. Understand that we are we are the boogeyman in, in the Republican agenda. You put a black face up there and 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 they said, well, see, uh, you could put a Tim Scott up there and say, well, see, we got Tim Scott, but we as a people are the boogeyman in the Republican agenda. So, but go ahead, say what you're going to say, my brother. Okay, so I understand what I agree with you. The major does every Republican is not necessarily, um, you know, the agenda for the most part has not been, uh, you know, like especially with Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Is a very divis- divisive person. He mm-hmm. uh, he he has he's made his agenda clear of what he what how he want how what he likes in America, especially with Central Park Five and all those things that he's done. Um, you know that shows you his cards, right? But mm-hmm. but he shows you his cards. He comes at you full full force in your face. He tells you what he's gonna do to you, right? But I rather that I rather that. Than somebody who tells me they're on my side, and then waits till I turn around and stabs me in the back. Now, if you, if, if, if like, there's no playing both sides. I understand what you're saying about that. You know, you, you're clear about how you feel, but there is strategy, and strategy means that you that you do things that help your people. Depend, you know, and like I'm a Haitian. I'm a Haitian American. Mm-hmm. And uh, during, we were the only black nation to get our independence from, from you know, from slavery. Yes, sir. Uh, and that, you know why that was? Because we were able to play both sides. Because we, we took, France came, came and they, and they, they, they had, um, you know, they wanted us to be slaves. So mm-hmm. we, we took the British side. Do you think we, we do you think we agree with the British? Do you think, or you think it was about business? It was not about that we agreed with the British and we were all on the, you know, we, they wanted us to be slaves too. They just saw an, an economic opportunity to disrupt the France's business. Because at the end of the day, it's all about business. So it's all about business, brother? At the end of the day, uh, at, okay, no, so, listen, no, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm not finished. I'll let you talk. Go ahead. All right. So, Go so, ahead. Now, so now, if, it's, if 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 you if you if you only have one side, 
and they and they're only and they're only um you know um harboring to you if 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 you like like Joe Biden came on the on the Breakfast Club and he said you got to vote for me there's no one else and then he and then he apologized you know what I'm saying but be, be, because because you know why he said that he said that because he knows once he gets in he he he's not gonna do nothing that he 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 can't he's not doing anything what is he doing right now what what, what is he doing right now that 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 has you you know you know that has you so that that the you know they're doing so great look 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 at the whole presidency of Obama because you're falling for the okie doke exactly presidents do not hold on hold on hold on hold on let me finish I'm not done I'm not done I'm not done so so we all as black people have a picture of Obama in all the barbershops mm-hmm. Obama's mother is not is, is, is a white woman his father is African they had nothing to do with slavery mm-hmm. right so, 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 so listen so listen when I say well, you got to use strategy I'm I'm in I'm, I'm a Haitian American that's why we 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 have so much strife right now to this day because we were the only ones who used strategy when we when we uh faced off against four European powers and still won. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Are you know, no, I'm not done. I'm not I'm like, one more thing and I'm done. All right. So now when when you look at Obama's presidency, all mm-hmm. of the all, most of the laws he 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 uh enacted what, what, what you know he, he turned he turned the white house red white uh rainbow color you know mm-hmm. all the, all the things he did wh- wh- tell me one 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 bill he passed that helped us so that helped black people tell us tell me what he did in africa to help africans he he did i mean he he didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't for someone who ran on that on that uh party line that he was going to help his, you know, he, he stayed right in the middle and he was an advertisement for white supremacy. Okay. You finished? I'm done. All wow. Right. So, number one, you said, well, number one, I got a question for you. What's the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere? For good, for, for, uh, for good reason. For good reason. You know why? Because they don't want you to know what what we how we did it, how we how we how we uh, overcame slavery, how we overcame. How we... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer the question, bro. Answer the question. What's, what's the poorest? What's the poorest country Rams. in the West? Africa? Just answer huh? the question, Brody. What's the poorest? Talking business. What's the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere? I'll answer it, Haiti, because they're still paying France for their freedom. Thank you. That, that's business. The business. So he's still paying France two, or they just recently stopped paying France two hundred plus years later, paying them, paying. What, what do we call that word? What, what do we call that word? That paying them restitution for winning the war. But that's the business you're talking about. That wasn't business. Number one. Number two, when we're talking about Obama, you understand, you understand how it works. 
the federal government. There's a book by uh, Larry Sinclair. Look it up. It's still on Amazon. Larry Sinclair. Drug, sex, and lies. Obama. Because you know why? Because it, why is that book still on, on Amazon? Because why didn't he? Why doesn't? Why, does, why doesn't he? Um. Why doesn't he, he he get that book book off of Amazon for slander? There must be something true in there. No, it's hard to sue for slander. It, you gotta have lot. It, it, it's a lot more. Just because there's a there's all kinds of books on Amazon. There's books about Nazis on Amazon that shouldn't be sold, but exactly. Sold. Just because there's books that fabricate stuff about Obama that doesn't that talk about Obama doesn't mean everything in there is true. If it was, if it was like a, a hint of 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 any, he you can he's a lawyer. You he's a former president. You can get stuff off of, off of Amazon if it's not true. You can get it off. It's, it's my first. Time, it's, it's my first time hearing about it. So why you know what I'm saying? So why would he? The, the best ignoring it is the best thing. Same thing I said about Jace. Ignoring <laughs> right. is the best thing possible, man. Yeah, so why would? Why, why well, ignoring ignoring things thing. didn't, didn't get us too far. Ignoring a lot when you ignore when you ignore you ever, a bully you, when you ignore a bully when you go to school and ignore a bully does he still keep bullying you? Look, the, the, the National Enquirer publishes fabricated stories all the time. Look, man, I, I gave you an opportunity to speak. I sat there and listened to you, asked you a question, and you didn't answer it. I'm going. I'm going to respond to your questions now. Did you did you ever answer my question in regards to what is the who what is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere? According to whose narrative? That's your narrative. I'm That's not talking. I'm not asking. I, I, don't the narrative. Think, I don't think we're poor, but uh, we're we're not poor because we we still own our land. If you own your land, you're not poor. That's your what narrative, the, not my narrative. The, okay, so then you're going to ignore that. Haiti is the poorest country in the western hemisphere according to you and and, and their narrative according, yeah. according to facts all right because you're still paying restitution to france 200 years after they made that after they made that 1985 we finished paying it okay well you that that doesn't disprove my point you just recently within the past 20 years 30 years finished paying a 200 year restitution bill because you play both sides. So that's the thing that happens when you play both sides. You don't play both sides to see who gives you what. You play both sides in order to win. To put your people in in in, in the in a perfect position or the near perfect position, not to give me scraps. So when when you played with the British instead of dealing with the France, what you wound up doing is getting scraps. They still wound up getting they still wound up giving France their money that they lost. And Haiti is, is, is years behind in economic development because they had to pay that bill. So to sit here and brag about that just shows a lack of awareness. Now, number two, in regards to Obama, the U.S. federal government operates in three branches. Federal, the executive, the legislature, and the judicial. So there, I think if you understood what Obama was dealing with, except for er very early in his presidency, when he did happen to get the uh, Affordable Care Act passed, hundred and fifty days—that's all he had. Right. That—that's all he had. 
Other than that, he was dealing with Republicans who were there, as Mitch McConnell said, to make him a one-term president. Mitch McConnell actually said that. He was there to make him a one-term president. So he wasn't dealing with a legislative branch that was there to work with him. They were there to work against him. Okay? In regards to uh, the Same-Sex Marriage Act, that's ba- that came based off of a court ruling, Supreme Court ruling. And, we, and he wrote an executive order, you're I believe. Dancing, you're that. dancing all around the subject. What am I dancing around? I'm giving you facts. When I said we still have our so, land, you, no, you, you said, you said are, we are, are you going to dispute what I'm saying? I just proved you wrong. We paid, we paid our debt, and, and we are not the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere because we still own our land. They're not going to tell you that. We still own our land. So we're not the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. Hold on. According to, to what standards? According, argue, according to your standards. But, but when, we, when we go outside, we have our crops, where we have our land, we, we, we farm our land. We we, don't, we we have that. We have our language. We have a lot. There's, there's yeah. financial, yeah, they're financial, they're financial. Hold on, 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 hold the fuck up, bro. Now you rambling, my nigga. Because now we need to educate you. Just because you own the fucking land does not mean that you have fucking wealth, dickhead. Like, that's common sense, bro. Just because you own it don't mean that you have wealth, nigga. You just own something. It's property. But you have no market on the property, my nigga. So what are you really doing, bro? You, you fighting an argument for what right now? He's trying to educate you on some real-life shit about what black people go through, about your own shit, and you arguing just because you mad about Haiti, my nigga? You mad, bro? What are you mad for? Because everything you saying sounds stupid, bro. You contradict yourself every time you speak, my nigga. Get it together, bro. Get it together. Because it's niggas like you that make us look bad. You think you know everything. You don't fucking know shit. Shut the fuck up and listen for once, my nigga. <laughs> Get a no vocabulary, sad. first of all. You don't got no vocabulary. All you can do is curse at me and call me a certain Yo, name I said what I you. said, my nigga. Fuck is up. Fuck all that extra shit. Fuck all that extra shit, bro. Uh, I said what I said, nigga. I said what I said, Don't let him play you. I said what I said, my nigga. Why you still chatting, bro? Stop chatting, my nigga. He left. Don't give a fuck yeah, if he like left, man. Him. It's niggas like that that you don't need to be talking to. Those are the people that you need yeah. to disregard, bro. Yeah. Niggas that can't listen. They gave you two ears for a fucking reason, bro. Shut your fucking mouth up. Like, we literally sat here and watched this whole dude say something, then contradict himself in the same sentence, back to back to back. Then you can't answer a question because why? You're now mad because now we're talking about Haiti. Why? Because you're Haitian. Bro, take your feelings out of it and understand what it is, bro. This is the fucking facts, bro. And you can't accept it. That's sad. That's sad. And that's normally typical black men behavior. We can't accept shit. And then you get guys like this that think because they read a little bit and educate a little bit that they know it all. You don't fucking know shit. We all don't know shit. That's why we sit here and fucking listen. 
to understand, to get a different perception, so that way we can learn. But you got dickheads like this that just want to talk all day. You don't fucking know nothing, bro. Nothing. Shut the fuck up. That's it. Robert, I see you have your hand up. What's up? Hey, thank you. I, I just wanted to answer him that Haiti had to pay, you know, restitution as well as what you said about, oh, you know, with, with the presidency that presidents don't pass laws and that's the game they play. It's basically you have to elect the right Congress because they're the ones who write the laws. Then the Senate votes on the laws and then the president signs the law. So the president is basically a figurehead and he can veto a law. But if there's enough senators when it goes back, then it doesn't matter what the president does. That's the fact of the world in the United States. Now, as far as Obama's presidency, I wanted to compare it to Jackie Robinson. Now, there were a lot of great black baseball players in the United States. But in order you know, for whatever his name is, Ricky, he brought Jackie Robinson because he was a guy that was willing to take the abuse and play the game the way it's supposed to be played. And that's what President Obama tried to do. He wanted to be a president for the American people. Yes, he, he did want to help the black community, but he also, if he was all, if he... Let, let me put it this way. If he went Malcolm X as a president, then he would have been a one-term president. And because the majority of the United States is still white. And forget, not even, you know, the Latin people. Cubans vote white because they're white Cubans. Robert, Robert, you getting yourself into, like, a maze. Yeah, okay, where I don't, we don't understand what you're saying. So I just want to help you out right here. Okay, Doctor Kath, I believe you were interrupted, and you were saying some really great shit. So Thank I you. wish that you would continue. Thank you, Miss Teresa. Um, I just want to say, guys, this has been been really interesting listening to you all talk and 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 even fight it out with some some people saying some things that are a little little shifty to put it mildly um but i i appreciate you know what you, what trippy and da rule and and ray you know what you guys have been saying and and uh even you robert um you know i want to add that too but um i just want to follow up on a couple things that was said earlier you know about reagan like Reagan really started the just you know little history here, go back to that because I think it's so important that we we go back and look at you know the root causes of some of these problems that we're facing today and who exacerbated them and and what set it up because if we're going to find solutions, we gotta we gotta find the root cause of the problem. You know, it's like pulling weeds out of a garden. You gotta find the get the roots out in order to to make the garden you know roots of the weeds out to make the garden healthy. So like Reagan, like he, 
he immediately one of the first things he did in like his presidency running for president was like he aligned himself with the evangelicals and they took such a deep hold in the republican party that that's where you see some of this a lot of this like alt-right super conservative you know very anti-minority sentiment really coming out in like in in recent years and policy and pushing for that and you know that's why you it's the that fundamentalist christian evangelical movement you know they're the ones who are behind like the book bannings and the censorship they're the ones who've been pushing for this and they've been pushing for for the abortion ban and limiting women's health you know access to health care you know this has been their dream to do this and they finally have manipulated the Republican Party and taken such a hold that's influenced this in such a such a such a deep way that this is they, they're getting what they wanted and the Republican Party is is all about it because the evangelicals they donate the money you know we talk about lobbyists we talk we also got to talk about the big donors you know like corporate money like all of that has such a wicked influence in politics and it, it really shows, you know, and, you know, we've, we've talked about the Jewish communities come up a bunch uh, today and, you know, it's like, why do the Republicans pretend to be very supportive of the Jewish community? Well, it comes back to the evangelical movement and, and waiting for rapture and going back to Israel, you know, to go to Jerusalem you know, it's not that they support the Jewish community and Jewish culture and Jewish religion or even support the country of Israel as, as a nation and the people who live there. It's that they want it for their own their own fundamentalist values. It's just, you know, so they, they pretend to align themselves and they pretend to make nice and pretend to be supportive to because they have an ulterior motive. I just want to like that's just, you know, some of the, the cultural side of things and just wearing my anthropologist hat for a minute here. So uh, bear with me. Um, so I just wanted to, to, to raise that because it, it came up, you know. And like, just to touch on Obama, I mean, yeah, Congress crippled him in so many ways. Even his own party crippled him because there was a push at one point, if you guys remember, with Obamacare, with the, the Affordable Care Act, to have Medicare for all. But there were people in both parties and, you know, and, and we're going to talk about the Democrats because they had that super majority for a while. They crippled, they killed it because they were afraid of, some of them were afraid. And I use that in quotes of universal healthcare. Why? Because they were beholden to their insurance company donors, you know? So the Democrats themselves crippled Obama's presidency. I, I'm not saying like, you know, that doesn't, me saying that doesn't absolve what the Republicans did because yeah, Mitch McConnell, John Boehner, they were all out to get Obama right from the jump. And it, it was very clear, like, like Darrell said, Mitch McConnell wanted to make him a one-term president. Mitch McConnell prevented Obama from getting another Supreme court justice nominated. He held that seat hostage on him. So that's why our Supreme court is, is so twisted the way it is right now. And, and is so politically slanted to the right. And basically all of our civil rights legislation, the, anything that comes up that's remotely resembling civil rights or even gun control is at risk because of this, our court. You know, I, you could even call them like a terrorist organization because of what they're doing. You know, if you want to use, 
you know, if you want to use that terminology, I think it's fair to say, you know, because the, um, you know, we got sexual predators on the court and John and, and Kavanaugh and others, you know, it's just, we could go down, you know, that's a whole nother discussion and go down there, you know, but, but you can't put all the blame on, you can't say Obama didn't do anything. He did a lot, you know, and, and it gets overlooked, you know, because we just forget about, you know, cause you got to put it in the context of how Congress was functioning and what we were going through at the time, Obama brought us back at the end, like, think about it at the end of the bush presidency we were in a deep recession and we were heading down a very dark hole as a country economically it was about to destroy everything and he was able to pull us back you know because he pushed through you know some of the the legislation early on in his presidency to get us out of that hole and stabilize our economy so i think that's one thing to think about too is when when the democrats are in charge our economy does fairly well you know, as we do well as a country, we also do well politically and like from a from an inter, internationally, our standing goes up because there's more push for diplomacy. And, you know, our democratic gov- government seem to be more engaging um, and we're more respected on the world stage. Because I just think of like during Trump and then under Bush on uh, George W, how we were such a laughingstock um, and we were resented greatly because of getting into Iraq and Afghanistan and especially Iraq, you know? Um, and I think it's just part of the larger context of which we got to talk about some of this stuff. I think, um, you know, um, I just, I'll quit rambling here. I'm sorry. I was like, I just got home from being in the field for two weeks. I got in at like 5.00 AM this morning and like very little sleep. So I'm just kind of babbling on here. So if you want to cut me off, I totally understand. But, um, not at all. We appreciate hearing from you. This is a conversation. So I, I appreciate you guys giving me the, the space to talk. So um, I was just I just wanted to talk about when you talk about wealth, you know, and, and the guy talking about Haiti and talking about owning land, you know, as a sign of wealth. Like, I don't think land ownership is necessarily a way to measure wealth and prosperity. There's prosperity you know yes dollars and cents matter especially to poor communities who are trying to get out of a hole but i also feel like you know there's there's cultural wealth and there is the the cultural side of things that bind communities together and i i think that also needs to be be considered like building community is is more than just land ownership business ownership you know it's it's having you know the social fabric that ties thing you know the social fabric that binds everybody together you know, and and it, it's with those social ties, that's how you build up communities from the ground up. And that's how you make communities sustainable, you know, long term. And you can you don't need to depend on outsiders for help. You know, I, I've seen this a lot in all of my work with Native American tribes, especially, you know, out west where they used to own the land. Now the United States government owns their land. So like. So that they're strong, the things that keep them afloat and what ties them together is those cultural ties. And I think, you know, the, our communities here out, you know, like the black community, you know, the Asian community, the Hispanic communities, there, there are cultural things that tie the, everybody together in those communities. And those are the, the institutions I think that need to be built on and it needs to be, and I, I and ground up you know, is the way to go. Like, I know, like, the government's supposed to be 
there to look out for the people. But as we've seen time and time again, a lot of times they, they let us down. They let people down and they fail us and they, they implement policies that are designed to hurt us, even though they're there supposed to be on our side because it's government for the people, by the people. Um, but sometimes we just got to look at, at building us, building communities up from within and, uh, and then go from there. And um, so thanks, guys. No, thank you. That was great. Yeah, please. I, I just want to jump off of that because she just said what I was about to say. Like, I don't care for either side right now. I don't, I don't even vote no more. I don't care for Democrats. I don't care for Republicans. I don't care because I still walk around my city, see mad homeless people. I still walk around my city, see people out of their mind talking to themselves. I see. I still walk around my city and see people struggling. Things, prices are getting high. People could barely afford it. The, 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 they're not raising uh, uh, what you make at your job. They, minimum wage is nothing in my city. I don't know where anybody else at, but my city. So I don't care about, from, from none of these presidents, I don't see nothing getting better. I just see shit getting worse. I don't care what nobody say. I see shit getting worse. I see, Yo, I bro, see agendas I being pushed on. on I see agendas being pushed on our kids. I see shit being pushed on our kids where we have no control over. And we talking about a government. This is the government that are doing this to us and our children who are supposed to be our future. Well, how would you say you don't have control over it? You know, what, you, what happened? How do you say you don't have control over it? Because let, let, let me say hold on, this. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't even finish. Please, please. Let me, let me just, you know, when I say control over, I mean, these people make the laws. These people, like you just said, somebody just said president don't make the laws. Who makes the laws? The people that sit in Congress, right? No, they all make the laws. They exactly my point. Exactly. Exactly my point. In that law. In that, in that exactly. process. Exactly my point. And who's prospering out of these laws? Are we prospering really out of these laws? As I just told you, in my city, I don't see it. So until I start seeing positive things happen, instead of more negative, I don't believe none of this shit that's being pushed in politics. That's why it's called politics. It's pile of shit. It's a me. That's what it's called. You know, you know this, 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 this is the problem. Are, are you finished? Could, could, could I say one thing? Wait, wait, wait a minute, see. Wait a minute. Go ahead, Davo. Let them have that discussion. Yeah, yeah. This is the problem I have. Because we, we, fact, we started off this conversation talking about um, uh, these people going into Target and knocking things over and getting things done. You know, their, their means may be illegal, is incorrect, but they're taking some type of action. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been to school board meetings where there's no one there. But if there's something controversial, then all of a sudden the room is full. So when we say we're powerless, you know, we're not powerless. We just don't act. How many school board meetings have, have you attended? You talk about the homeless people in, in, in your city. How many board meetings have you attended? You know, being a citizen, it's a verb. It's an act, it's an active thing. So to, to see something and say, well, there's nothing that can't be done, there absolutely, absolutely is something that, you can, that can be done. These people aren't placed in those positions. They're elected to those positions. So if the wrong person is electing, is, is representing your area, then what did you do about it? Did you go out there and campaign for the right one? Did you run yourself? How active are you in your community? 
or are you just treating the community like a bedroom community? Well, no, no. like I told you, I was voting for the ones that I thought was I Higher, higher. I, I would have to agree with you on that, double because I've been preaching that fight for 30 years, right? We have to get involved, right? When I go vote, I walk right in and walk right out. What does that tell you? They're not voting in my community. You understand? The only time we're together is when something national happens, but we're not actively involved in the voting process in this country. When Obama first was running, I worked for the phone company, okay? And I was shocked that in the office of over 600 representatives, 80% being minority, over half of them had never voted in their lifetime. Yeah, that, I mean that that's that, that's always been people say, "Well, nothing's being done. I can't do it." Well, what did you do? That you that, that was my point when I said everybody. These people are not placed. They're not placed there. They, they're elected. They're elected. If, if the homeless is a problem in your community and it bothers you that much, then what do you do? Are, are you going to the homeless shelter and feeding people? Are you donating to the homeless shelter? Or you yes, just see? I was there. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, I put it in bed. I do all that. It's too much. Too many people operate on, on cynicism as a fuel. Yo, I'm just pissed off at everybody. I'm just pissed off at both sides. Instead of saying, seeing, well, how does the system work? What can I do to make this system better? Well, I agree with you on that part, too. I, I think it's more so. I think it's it's more than that, though. I think what people problem is y'all, y'all voting for the wrong thing. Like I, I tell I tell a lot of people this. Everybody know branches of power. Everybody knows that when it comes to being just any president, doesn't matter the race, doesn't matter the gender. Um at the end of the day, we know that the president is the puppet. Like, they they can't really do but so much until the powers that are above them approve of it, right? So, I always try to educate people in my age, because, again, I am 29, you feel me? When I vote, I don't vote for no presidents. Like, I vote literally straight who's in these chairs, who's in the Supreme, who's the guys that, when it comes to this president, if he got to get the approval, I want to vote for them people because those are the people where you have to try to make the change at you don't make no change up there the president can't do shit because if they say no motherfucker they said no you get what i'm saying it's more so like the president is the kid and everybody above him is the parents so if i say as the president i want to give this area ten dollars well i said no because i said that and that's law and what I say stand because I'm the parent. What can the child do at that point? They could be rebellious, but then that involves impeachment. So you, you see where the, the latter is? It's like you got to really know where you vote at. You know what I'm saying? If you really want to make a right change, like you can vote for any president anywhere. But until those seats change up top, nothing's really going to get done the way you think it's going to get done. And that's just doing it the legal way. That was that was I, my point. I would, say, I would say it's more like the president is the leader. 
but the leader can't do anything without the follower. So you got to vote for it. If you have an agenda, then you have to vote for the entire process. You have too many people who only show up for presidential elections. And when they, what they call off your elections, the numbers are way down. Recently, um, that's changed amongst us. I mean, it changed in Georgia. My man, uh, Reverend, Reverend um, Warnock had to run in four different elections in one year and won all four of them before he finally became the full-time six-year senator of Georgia. But it, it, it took a lot. And yeah, people that came out every time for him. So that's changing. But, you know, you have to vote for a Warnock in order to help a Biden. Because if you have a Republican who won that seat, then that's one less vote that Biden's going to get. It goes, then, even, it goes even deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Because in your life, let me tell everybody in here, what affects you is a state election. That's what affects you. Whatever, Whoever's president, in reality, 99% doesn't affect you. Your state, your city, your board of education, all of that is voted for. And on, and the, that's what I was saying earlier when we all fall for the okie doke who's running for president. Because what's important to you, yourself, and your family is your local election. The presidency is one thing, but what's going to affect you every day, your kids, your taxes, anything that you think of is local and state elections is what affects your daily life. And that's what should be more important than all this DeSantis, Trump, Biden, whatever, because that doesn't affect you. It's the same when Republicans vote for Republicans because it affects their pocket. But that's big business pocket. That's not my whatever salary I make. It's my, my local elections affect me more daily than any state in than any presidential election. Please, may I, would, I ask this young man a question? I would say that it would affect, impact you more directly. They both uh, impact you daily. What would you think about that, Queen Pam? Correct. Young man. T, you were trying to ask a question. Go ahead. Um, Hiya. Yes. You said you walk around your city and what you see in your city. Okay. Where do you live, dear? And what New area York. do you live? Oh, I know you live in New York. The Bronx. But what area? Live in the Bronx. Okay. In every area. I worked with my mother, okay, and community board six. All right. And they took, they made houses out of lots that were on Vice Avenue and 181st Street, all the way back to Bronx Park South. Okay? That was being on a community board. Find out what your community board number is. All right? The last time I went to a community board meeting, it was community board number three, all right? And we were trying, all right, to get them to make a street, all right, out of my cousin's name, all right? Now, 
on right that street where you go to the zoo. It's called Arthur and Darcy Cryer Boulevard. All right. Because of the work that my aunt and uncle did in that area with the community board. They started with the community board and worked their way. You got a state, a city, senator, all right? It starts with the city, and it starts with that community board. And you know what? They were so, I think it was, maybe it was community board 11, whatever community board it was. There were only four people there besides my family members, all right? They were only, they were going out and looking for people. They were going out into the street and stop, and stopping people going to the supermarket and telling them what was going on in the neighborhood. My brother, please, you sound so fervent, you know? You would be a great leader in a community board. Do you know that? You are a leader, young man. And we need you. We do. We need you. You make me want to come back to New York and work with you. I'm serious. Because I did all of that kind of work. It is so fulfilling for anybody that's listening that want to make change. You can you can, and when you start doing it, you will love it. Right, Queen? Queen went and started in her neighborhood. And she's just, you know. That's how you do it. You go to work in your community. Build okay, up your community. Board. It will do your heart so much better. There are buildings on 181st Street in Vice Avenue, 2134, 2131, 988, 986, 984, okay? 987. I worked in the management office, okay? After we got those buildings built, I still worked right there in the I still work right there. And when the people couldn't pay, I went with them to housing court. All right? And yeah, there were some working on, the lawyers on both sides were working together. All right? To make a deal to help my tenant stay in her or his apartment. You understand? You got to work in the ground floor and build your way up. You you don't want to see any homeless people in your neighborhood? Go to the community board. Okay? And I promise you, okay, I'm going to leave a sister's name up in the, in the jumbotron. Alright? That you can call yep. who Thank will you. help you do that in your neighborhood. 
All right. Now I'm just yes, not trying to take all this time, but it was building up in me so much listening to you talk, you know, and listening to that other brother bullshit. I wanted to hear you and Dr. Cap talk because you were talking about building up neighborhoods and communities. Community is so important where you live. You got to have peace where you live. And in order to do that, if you, you got to get involved, like- you got to get involved. Uh, short story, like I, I, I moved into my uh, condo in August. And within three months, I was like, something's not right here. So I got involved. Okay, here we are. I'm the president of the board of directors. And bringing a whole new boy. You got to get involved. If you don't like what's happening around you, get involved. Find out who's responsible. Start holding people accountable. Show up to city council meetings. Ask questions. When I go to city council meetings, I have their job description. And I give them a report card. You got. You can have your voice heard, but you got to participate in the process, young brother. Believe that. I understand. I appreciate, um, you know, everybody coming out. Uh, we're going to continue to do this every Saturday. Who knows what we're going to talk about? We don't know till we get here, right? It just depends on what everybody's feeling. We just have a conversation. But I think we're having conversations that are worth having. Uh, Davro, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, you said it all. You're right, though. We don't even have an idea what we're going to talk about. We just come up here and and get it rolling. So that, right. that, that's good stuff right there. That's yeah, it. I think overall this was a great, you know, a great conversation today. We got the view the world just as it is, right? But for the most part, we were all able to get up here and have a respectful conversation with one another and exchange ideas. And that's the whole point of this space. Absolutely. I'm either right or I'm learning. So, and... I learn every time we do it. I I I learn something. I just just learned a lot. Hell yeah. Thank you. So. Trippy, thanks for hosting the space. Anything you want to say before we wrap up? Look, man, I just gotta apologize to the room, man. I'm tired of showing that side, like for real, for real. you don't you don't know how how badly I'm fuming over here in the background. Like I really had to step out of character today. Like I really like I really had to do it. Like I understand the racism part, cool. I did that on purpose to show what that's like, cause that made sense. But to sit here and have to see myself have to violate my own brother, all because you couldn't just be quiet and listen. And it's like, it just gets me more upset because this is what I I watch us go through every day, all day. And I'm only speaking on this because I used to be that person. I thought I knew it all. Sometimes you just got to be quiet and listen because I promise you the two is that you have if they both work god willing but if you got one and that one is working very strongly 
I promise you, you will learn a lot. You will learn a lot with just your ears and your eyes versus your mouth. Other than that, my apologies to the room. But when it's needed, it's needed, all right? <laughs> I love y'all all to death. Trippy. Queen and I got it, man. Queen oh, no, and I, I know. I know. That's why I was like, we good. I was like, I'll be the I was like, me and Queen going to switch roles. Normally on fan to fan, she's the enforcer. I was like, I'll be the enforcer. <laughs> Fuck that. Like, he's, they, these guys are pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I just wanted to be a space where people feel comfortable really expressing themselves. But, you know, and, until uh, next time. Wait, wait. And last but not least, uh, just so everybody knows, when these conversations do happen, you know, come in here being open-minded because these conversations get deep it may touch on your race my race a race that's not in this room at the moment a sex that's not in the room at this moment a situation you might have dealt with on a personal level that brings trauma to your ptsd so with these conversations don't come in thinking that we're coming at you or thinking we're alienating you out of the, the situation it doesn't matter who you are. You're always allowed to come up here, come speak, give your peace. We'll always be welcome to you. But just know, come in here and be with an open mind because you do have different points of views and perceptions in this one room. So not everybody is going to agree with you. Not everybody is going to see the world for how you see it. But at least we could all come in here together and get a piece of everybody's world so we can understand each other. And that's the whole point of the conversation. I, higher power, good conversation, my brother. Pleasure com conversating with you today. I agree. Thank you. And everybody else up here, thank you. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming out to have a conversation with me and Darul. Hopefully, we'll see you again next Saturday. Everybody be safe the rest of this holiday weekend. All right.